Hola, ¿cómo Hola. estás? Hey, babe. How hey. Are... hey. Hey. Happy Sunday. It is a lovely, beautiful Sunday in here in Austin, Texas. How is it looking in Houston? Beautiful. Okay, not a cloud in the sky. Now, two weeks. Absolutely gorgeous. Wasn't it two weeks ago uh, we thought we were all going to die? Yeah, we were definitely going to die. I didn't have water. I didn't have power. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to use the swimming pool Ooh. just for water to uh, to be able to flush toilets. Okay. A disaster. Okay. We, Disgusting and, and ghetto. And ghetto. And we didn't know anything about this. So, you know, we're not used to this. It's kind of living. Yeah, you know, it'll be different. We were in the middle of, you know, nowhere. We knew we were going camping or something like that. Yeah, it definitely was a very uncomfortable camping experience. We were forced into it. It's one thing to choose to go camping, but another thing to be forced to go camping in your own house, that's just not cute. It's not cute at all. You... Or just also knowing that things were the way they were due to incompetent individuals and people who we entrusted our livelihoods mm-hmm. into their hands and then they chose a different route. Like, that is more annoying than anything. Right. You had to take refuge in my home, did you not? Yes, and it was fun. It's always comfortable, even yeah. though you had the... I mean, even though you put the heat on and you know I don't like any... I'm cold. cold nature. It was freezing. I don't know what you. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. We know that you're a warm-bodied man. So, all right. So, what are we talking about today? Let's. This is our first podcast. You and I. We've been talking about this for a while. You want to share a little bit about yourself? A little bit of background. For whomever decides to listen to this clip. Well, I feel, well, one, you know, I'm a gentleman, so I feel it's best that I let ladies go. I I appreciate that and I accept that. Thank you. All right. Um, So my name is Erica Reed. I am a um, digital marketing manager and I started an online Um, casual glam brand that's what I like to call it Um, it's called Les Boulevardiers I have my own jean line Um, I also sell shoes accessories and tops so um, I've worked in retail and fashion for a while just in and out jumping in and out of different experiences lived in New York for a while Um, I've worked in the tents you know during fashion week back in the day when we used to actually have tents Um, so I was also a personal shopper. So that kind of, I'm always just interested about what's happening in the world of style. Um, the people behind, um, you know, the cultural changes and shifts in, you know, what we wear and how we decide to choose what we want to wear. Right. Um, so I'm excited to be doing this with my friend. I love having conversations with you about fashion and style. Um, you're very stylish yourself. Um, you care a lot about <laughs> your appearance. That, and people will definitely hear that throughout this, <laughs> this conversation, I'm sure. You're going to let 
You're going to let the girls know. <laughs> I'm definitely going to yeah, give it to them. With. Definitely. Um, but yeah, tell us about yourself. So I am Alan Morris. I am a legislative affairs associate for a nonprofit here that is based in Texas. Um, so the gist of my job is working with legislators. Um, so your local congressmen, your local senators. I work with those individuals to advance the priorities of a nonprofit that is helping immigrant families. Um, so immigration has always been a passion of mine as well as civil rights. Um, anything dealing with, you know, anti-blackness or, or anything like that, I'm always ready to check it, whether it's in your local grocery mm-hmm. store or in your local leasing office. I am always ready to check some stuff. Always. Okay? Um, so, um, I have not had a um, upper echelon sort of lifestyle in fashion like Miss Erica Reed. Um, you know, Erica is sort of the plug. You know, she lived in New York and all those things. However, um, I was blessed to uh, be involved with different individuals that, you know, um, involved me in those, you know, sorts of, sen- of scenarios. I can recall in 2011, one of our good friends, me, me and Erica's good friend, Crystal uh, Henderson, she actually took me to New York for the first time. And it was during fashion week. We actually went to a fashion show. And ever since then, my life was changed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I learned about Zara. That's when I learned about, you know, all these different, you know, uh, lines and all these different ways of, you know, having these different things. Like, you know, and even now, as I get older, I realize, like, Crystal really, like, put me mm-hmm. on to a certain extent. I mean, and and I always give her her props. Like, she was, like, 100% that girl back then. Like, always like that girl like she was rocking Emilio Pucci scarves in her head when nobody yeah. was doing it like that was her um so yeah that's me I am very fashion forward I try to stay up on the trends and I try to stay up on just what's hot um but I also know how to shop and live within my um, tax bracket. I don't try to do things that's over my tax bracket. You know how y'all be out here trying to live those lives and act like you're better than other people and that you can afford those things? No. I know my limits. I know what I can afford. I know what to touch. I know what not to touch. And I leave it at that. Um, And I do have my often occasional splurges and you all will hear about those because when I do a splurge, I would definitely come to you and say, Hey, I splurged okay. this week. I yeah, this. he's he is a load of fun, um, y'all. I'm just, you know, he's being <laughs> really modest and cute right now, but you'll see shortly. I think it's really important that you do give people, you know, the proper props as far as like folks who have introduced you to what you would like to call higher echelon of fashion. Um, I think it's it's funny that, you know, it's definitely very um you know, each person's journey or each person's access to the fashion culture or the fashion world is very different. And I don't see that there is a higher or lower echelon. It's really perception. I mean, of course, you have your, you know, ultra high, what we see culturally in fashion, as far as, you know, fashion magazines, like the Vogue's of the world, Um, certain institutions within fashion, whether it's educational, you know, whether it's what school you attended or, um, you know, the people that you hang around, the city that you lived in. You know, it's interesting being from Texas, 
and from Houston and just having lived in New York, right? And just being, you know, being able to work um, fashion shows and style people and be alongside of like people who were the, the, the change agents in the industry. It, you know, to me, you know, someone from New York who is in the industry listening to this, they're like, oh, you know, whatever, that ain't nothing. But to someone, you know, who's from Houston who only dreamed of, you know, walking into the offices of Vogue, like that's just a dream and to experience that in its reality, to be able to go in the closets of, you know, New York Times where they actually have fashion closets. You know, it's interesting to you know that kind of that's like that intern level style work but that kind of really gives you the behind the scenes of how messy it is Mm -hmm. how it's not that well organized it really takes a lot um you know to, to put on this show that people see whether it's collections whether it's social media content it's all perception so I always like to tell people that everybody has an experience of fashion whether they've worked at Nima Marcus you know working in the shoe department whether they have money to go and buy really you know high-end things um or whether it's supporting you know some of these new up-and-coming um influencers in the space who are creating their own brands I think everything's so global and so open now that everybody can experience it you know, in, 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 in different ways. So it's all relative to like what you have access to. So um, I am by no means, I don't see myself as like a fashion guru or someone who's like, ooh, you know, this, this, this purveyor of style of some sort. I just love, I like to talk about it. I'm very interested in who's doing what and trends and things like that. So what are we talking about today? What are we, what is on the agenda? I think Where the first we thing start? we have to dive into is we have to dive into Andre Leon Talley. Oh, Andre, 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 Andre Leon Talley. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. It was really, so when I first found out about it, I got a DM and, um, the on talking, Instagram, the streets are talking. The streets, the are, streets talking. are talking, and this is—I mean, this was what a week ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got a DM from a friend, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like he's getting dragged, and is it the post or was it? What's the article? What was it in? So I first saw it. Where was it, it was- published? It was actually, I think it was the New York Times, if I'm not mistaken. And then I also saw it on page six. Page six yes. really page took off with it. Six, exactly. Yes. I saw, okay, yes, you're correct. Um, the article went live February 26th in the New York Times. So yeah, it was it was kind of a while ago. Um, not that long ago, because people are still talking about it and They've just two days ago, you know, page six added some more details as this battle intensifies. Um, so if folks who are listening, if you don't know who Andre Leon Talley is, then I don't know if this is the podcast for you. Not right. to throw shade, not to be on no what you call it, um, Alan Upper Echelon. <laughs> 
that's not what we're on but it's like i'm not about to you know we're not about to explain who's who just look it up and he is the father of fashion he is the father the black father of fashion okay yeah fava f-a-v-a um and I suggest people watch his documentary. Um, I have his coffee table book, which is so beautiful. Um, uh, but I suggest people watch his um, documentary, The Gospel According to Andre. Um, you should be able to stream it on all the apps. Um, it's really interesting. He really lived um, a, a definitely a dynamic life but also sad at the same time because you know he's like this this kind of pariah because he was a black man you know amongst the the elite of fashion I mean the elite the very very top you know um, within the fashion industry and to be that one representative of you know blackness you know, it's very hard, and especially if you battle your weight, if you have battles with your weight, um, you definitely see that in the documentary. So, you know, it's kind of shocking when, uh, you know, I read the article that he's in this battle with ex-Manolo Blahnik CEO, mm-hmm. right? Like, wow. Yes. George Makimas. So- Malkimas. Yes. Um, yeah, George Malcolmus. I don't know how you whatever. Um, and his partner Anthony Your Your Guidus, I guess. They're trying to evict Andre Leon Talley from his home, his home that he's been renting since two thousand and four. And so my question is renting at the level that Andre Leon Talley is at sounds like someone didn't really have quite of a good handle on their finances but you know i i don't know andre i don't know anybody who knows andre i'm i don't know his business like that but at this stage how old is he how old is andre leon tally andre leon tally is 72 years old no he's he was born october 16 1948 october 16 1948 he's 72 years old he is 72. Yes, and he is too old to be worried about where he's going to lay his head. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's, it's sad. It's sad, and they're dragging him in the press. So, you know, what's going on with that? And it sounds like, to me, you know, the people that he thought were his friends, they're, first not, and really, foremost, they're not checking for him. You know, first and foremost, I feel like this really speaks to property law and what it means to have wealth. And not utilize your money properly. And you don't mm-hmm. invest your money properly. Because this is a clear, you know, pro, probating issue where it's like these gentlemen from years ago, they came up with this plan. Okay. And it was more so an oral agreement. Note, yeah. special note, do not trust anyone with the oral agreement. Do not listen to anyone when they say that they're going to give you something. Get it in writing. Sign it. Pay the fees to the court file it with the court, file the warranty deed with the court. Obviously the warranty deed wasn't filed and he had just been paying you know, all this money and he like honestly never had any sort of you know, ownership claim to the property. He was just mm-hmm. paying these individuals the money directly allegedly. 
And this is all according to what is coming out and what's being, you know, printed on page six. Um, mm. And it's also Andre's word against these two gentlemen where um, the main person who allegedly, you know, had gifted him the, him the home or purchased the home in, in, their, in their name on his behalf has now passed away. So this is mm-hmm. all a whole bunch of he said, she said stuff and it's really yeah. stunty cunty if you ask me. Like, Andre, really? Like, you mean to tell me you didn't think, let me contact my lawyer and make sure that this house is mine. It's 70 Speak- something yeah. years old. Speaking of stunty cunty, you know, I'm not calling out no names, you know, but I've heard that he can be a, a very cunty hunty. He's very cunty. Hmm. You know, when it comes <laughs> down to Especially his figure, too. I mean, this isn't a discussion about his weight, but, like, if you watch the documentary, he definitely has, like, a complex um, about himself. And if you and if you look at um, his post on Instagram, so he addresses it. You have to follow... You got to follow the whole... It's, it's drama, okay? But he does address it on his Instagram page. And just check out the picture, the picture that he posts of himself is like a photo from like way back when, like back in, I don't know, maybe back in the eighties, yes, you know, definitely. where he's very slim. It's black. And, and you know, and that's how he still sees himself. Andre, come on, you know, let's, let's get back into who we are, where we are right now. I mean, even if he definitely has some things going on, you know, I, but you know what? Looking at the photo that he posted, I never realized he was a BFB. Like, I never realized that. What is a BFB? A Bigfoot bitch. I a never really. <laughs> he's a tall man. Yeah, he's, he's tall, and he's he's he's, he's pretty rot- rotund. Um. And so there's there's that you know the fashion world can be real fucked up in that sense you know yeah. like he's kind of an outsider now he's 72 he's older you know back in the day yeah he was that guy he was the only you know well put together black man in these circles amongst the greats Karl Lagerfeld um, Andy Warhol all these amazing people all the presidents all of the top you know, heads of state, he had access. And a lot of that comes down to your looks and your appearance. And back then, being fat was unexcusable. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about 80s, 90s supermodels. You know, that's who he was around. And so, and you know, and the type of people that he's dealing with in this issue with his home, they come from that same era. Right. So I, I feel like a little bit of this is them just like he's not he's not that he's not that he he's not that guy anymore. You know, people have moved on. Um, so it's just sad to see. But one last thing. Can we talk about this GoFundMe? <laughs> like <laughs> So um the um the fashion stylist from Brooklyn, his name is No, let me put some respect on that. He's not only a stylist, but he's also a fashion creator. His name is Akeem Smith. um, Started a GoFundMe on his behalf, um, asking 
um, Tally's fans to help raise five hundred thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars, and within twenty four hours, the page accumulated nine thousand. If I'm not mistaken, I just went to it and it's up to eleven thousand. But um, I can speak to there's been some notable donations. Um, he received a five dollar donation from Anna Wintour. And he hold also on, re- hold on now. You can't just say that, gloss over it like that. Yeah. Somebody's being somebody's being shady. Anna Wintour, that is not hers. There's there's somebody trolling. I think it's very funny, actually, because they're it plays into the whole theatrics of their relationship as well. <laughs> Five dollars. <laughs> And he also received $5 from Carl Lagerfield. Now, oh. I am still, you know, scrolling down to look at the, um, some lady by the name of Louise um, Grunbolt gave him $2,000. Now, I would love to know who Sis is because obviously Sis has money to throw away. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be I'm very clear. Surprised. I feel like he would have raised more than that. But he did recently, because um, the goal is 500000 and he's Correct. only accumulated. I mean, didn't a Gorilla Glue chick get, how much money did she raise? It didn't Ooh. take her no time. I think it was like, she she was, she was asking for 20000 No, she was asking for 12000 and then within 24 hours, it was up to like $20,000. Yeah, yeah, and now she has to donate it, because people were acting real shitty. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly. If I was her, I would look, girl. That's your money. Do what you gotta do. You know, cause... allegedly. All right. Um. So yeah. Um. Those are some of the notable uh, donations. Now, Andre has you know reached out to his fans saying, "Please do not do that. I don't need anyone to you know." Basically, he doesn't want to be viewed as a charity box. Of course, um, of course. But I find it so, you know, weird and so, um, you know, mind-boggling to see his Instagram page and see how he often posts all these white people that he's, mm. you know, worked with and these long messages of Very love good and point. respect. Very good point. All these different things about all these white people. And why are you having, like... Why are you going through this? Any of this? Why is this even a conversation? But you know what? What's so interesting is that you know the black community. Many times when our leaders or our icons fall, you know we could trace this back to you know Michael Jackson had his issue, um, OJ Simpson. You know a lot of, and this isn't at all the same thing. But you know we will support. You know, because at the end of the day, we all we got, as we like to say. Um, And I'm just reading this quote, and and this makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, it ties back to what you're saying about, you know, him really looking towards these white people for validation. And then you have this young designer, Akeem Smith. He's not that well known. He only has, what, a modest following of 13,000 people on Instagram. This is the guy who started the GoFundMe. Um, you know, he made this statement. He told page six, I don't know all of the financial situation. I didn't feel like he needed to be on one leg in order to get help, especially when there are a lot of other frivolous GoFundMe's. He's an elder. I'm a black gay person and I can't name five black and Latino gay males over 65 off the top of my head. He's just the elder in that way. 
I wanted to show that if something were to happen to another elder, that as a community, not just Black people, but creatives overall, we respect our elders and we, we're always here to help. Wow, that's beautiful. That is beautiful, but... You know, Andre is I'm going to follow him and I'm going to drop my body in his inbox because obviously oh. I need to. What? I'm going to keep it PG. I, I'm, okay. I, I'm, please, please. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Yeah, pray for him. Yeah, we, always keep each, we always keep each other in prayer. Yeah, keep me in prayer. <laughs> okay. Um,. <laughs> I think this is this is this is where we're gonna wrap it up. We're at 24 minutes. So this is just a little piece. We just wanted to test this out. Um, if y'all are into it, check us out on our podcast. We're calling it Lay Boulevardiers right now until we come up with something else. What do we what do we wanna name this? Oh, we should I mean, we should definitely name it Fashion Boulevard with you know, with your name, you know, I always mm-hmm. mess up your name because I'm not, I'm still, no, I'm just from the try ghetto. it. Please try it. Please. I'm from the ghetto. I can't say it. Like, I just learned I just how want to say you to try Givenchy. It. You know, everybody say Givenchy. It's Givenchy. It's Hermes. Right. You know, yeah. like, I'm still, I'm still learning. That's but really you, hard for me. You, okay, so you can get these European names, but you can't get this. Is it's French. It's, it's Le, French. It's Le Boulevardiers. It's not that hard. Yeah, but you've been saying it for over a year now, consistently. <laughs> so what? I have to make some men's clothes for you to be able to say it. I'm I mean, still, y'all. I'm still waiting on her to make men's clothes so I can be her little influencer. Um, but she has yet to do this. She keeps saying she's gonna do it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get a few pieces. It's expensive, and you know, men's clothes <laughs> it are made is expensive. expensive. It and is. that's and that's understandable. I empathize with that. But if you want this mm-hmm. to grow, you need to launch me okay. out into the, you know. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Okay, you we'll know? come up with I'm gonna come up with something. I got I, I have something in mind for the guys for the fall. Right. Just do not Andre Leon tally me at all. What does that do mean? Not. How do I Andre yeah. Leon? What does that mean? Uh, do not try to, you know, put me out here looking like a fool. Okay. Oh, absolutely. You not. know, that's not telling me you're going to do this and do that and then you don't do it. That's my repertoire. No. Your reputation will always precede you in the best light. I will not let it go down like that. Okay. We will not Leon tally this at all. No. But you know what? Just to speak to that just one last time, I really wish he had friends. Like, like I feel like people often, you know, they, in, in this culture, in this world, being black and being from the hood is something that we wear as a medal. It's, it's who we are. It's, it's our Nobel Peace Prize. And then when you become educated and then you have to code switch on a daily basis, and then now you have a culture and you have pop culture and you have these, you know, these Gen Z people that are, you know, thinking that it's okay to talk with the black scent. Or you have these, you know, lovely memes who think it's okay to say the N-word just because they have black children. You know, for us, I feel like it's very important whenever we see someone like Andre going through something like this. This is why it's important to keep your hood friends near. <laughs> it's always good to keep a hood ghetto person near you, especially someone that you know is about that action. Baby, he yeah. is far removed. Okay, he don't. I bet you, he don't have no hood friends. I mean, where is he from? And that's South Carolina. 
He's from South Carolina. Uh, I mean, he's from one of those hood cities in South Carolina. Like he's he's from the hood. When we when we look, hold on, let me go back because when we look at him, this this young man is he's from, from North Carolina, Durham, North Carolina. I get the exactly. Thing. Yeah, I don't know the difference between North and South. It's all the same to me. Um, they, I mean, it should just be the whole Carolina together. Like, why do we have two different states? But whatever. Um, white people, baby, white people. Well, you know, it's not all just about that. You know, it's. I know that you like to get on your tangent. You know, I know. <laughs> I know you go there. You love to go there every time. You want to play the victim, and we are not playing the victim today. <laughs> I will not be the victim. <laughs> But it's true. White people did come up with all the state names, and it was all based on what they wanted. So yeah, but we're not. I'm, not I'm talking about put the states aside. Okay. I'm saying, you know, this is mm-hmm. about Andre Leon Talley leaning on his white friends for validation and help and wealth. And now, when they need, now when he needs them, where are they? They are nowhere to be found. Yeah, they just ghosted him. Have you ever been ghosted? Yes, I have. It's not a good feeling. Exactly. That's what his friends just did him. Mm. They ghosted him. They absolutely ghosted him. And now you have this. And now you have this young black creative trying to who started a GoFundMe. It's the sweetest thing, you know. But I could just see Andre's pride getting in the way of that I mean he has to vibrate on a higher level I mean this is just you know he's in a valley right now and he's gonna find his way out if he can he's old though so he's stuck in his ways you know he's 72 he's a he's a cunty 72 year old black man you know it's I don't know how he's gonna get himself out of this that's why I'm speaking to this is Where is Grace you... Jones? Somebody gotta help him. <laughs> Where's Grace Jones? Okay, we've gone on a tangent. Until next time, y'all. We had a good time. Bye. Bye.